0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Katherine Toon podcast. Welcome to Perspectives with Katherine Tune, And let's talk about finding your voice. Uh, and you know, it's interesting. Uh, it took me a very, very long time to find my voice. As a matter of fact one of the um one of the big challenges that I had growing up is that I really felt like I had no voice. And I uh, in, in very very dramatic ways that I literally was voiceless. And you know when you grow up uh in any kind of a, a place uh, environment where you're not affirmed or where false versions of you are affirmed so you don't really get to be who you are and to some extent that's most of humanity uh if there's trauma uh, if there's abuse a lot of times people lose their voice and it's interesting sometimes that um how that expresses itself is that people have no voice and just clamp down which is kind of me and then uh and then other people they just are constantly fighting and they're, um, they're screaming all the time. They find that they're screaming all the time. And so, you know, and I had zero voice and I just screamed inside. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. And then, and then there are all sorts of false ways of being, uh, that we learn, uh, that are in our society, certain things are valued, and certain things are really not valued. And we learn these. We learn how to navigate our environment. Uh, what is expected of me? And, you know, it's really sad when um, uh, so much of our survival mechanisms are based on uh, being people who we're not. And so that's a lot of healing process. Sometimes it's just plain confusion. And, you know, it's not always, uh, you know, that people are trying to steal your voice or that kind of thing. And people are broken and they don't know what they don't know. And sometimes they don't know how to foster you. I mean, I don't know if any of you have had the experience of, um, you've got these amazing kids, but they baffle you. (laughs) And so you want to support them and who they are, but you're like, I'm so baffled. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. And we just do the best we can, don't we? And that's if we have a good heart. If we have a bunch of brokenness and toxicity, it's that much harder. Um, so uh, let's talk about this. So uh, you were uniquely created with a, you, because you are unique, you have a unique voice and you have a unique message on your life. Uh, now it's uh, everything we do because we're created, we have things in common. Uh, we're created in the image and likeness of love. But wow, how big is love? It's as big as the person of God, right. And as that expression, what does that look like? And then how do we walk that out? And so fulfilling your purpose requires that you um, uh, find your voice. Find your voice if you've lost it, or find your voice if you thought your voice was this, but it's really not. And sometimes, you know, we're in the process, and so we kind of have glimpses that I think it's kind of this, but this doesn't feel right. And we have to try a lot of different things on, and that's really what the process is of uh, really being awakened to who you really are, to who your what your true identity is. And you know, you see this the most dramatically. in in teenagers, right? Because they're trying things on all the time, right? Um, The challenge is, is when we've never really settled this and we go into adulthood and we still haven't gotten it, right? And we're we're chasing after certain things that we think are going to be life to us. And then in order to get those things, we sort of become a chameleon to fit what we think the expectations are. And that is not an authentic life. That is not a powerful life. And that is a miserable life life, when you're constantly checking the, you know, the environment, what is expected of me? Now, if you grew up in, in an abusive household, um, say alcoholism or something like that, very common that your day-to-day existence depended on your ability to be able to test the environment. Uh, and then what do I need to do in order to fit in that environment? That's incredibly toxic, right? And so if that's the case, that needs healing and it can be healed. Um, but sometimes just our insecurities. Maybe we didn't really have a super toxic environment, but we, we, you know, we grew up in confusion, which is everybody to some degree for sure. So in that place where we don't know who we are, we don't have a voice. We're not able to voice something we don't know. Right. And so finding your voice is a process and it's an ongoing process. Right. Um, and so much of the time in finding your voice is you need to find out what you're passionate about, you know, and there are eternal things to be passionate about. And, you know, sometimes when, um, uh, uh, when we're, you know, a lot of times we, when we're growing up, we kind of get on bad bandwagons, and so we 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 hop on this bandwagon, and this is what we're about, okay. And then six months later, this is what we're about, and I'm saying now in those things, um, there's probably threads that are really true, right? That are the eternal things that you're about, that are really your voice. But the expression of it is changing. And sometimes we're just confused and we're just kind of all over the map. So when you find what you're passionate about, find the underlying things that you're passionate about. That would be really what your why is, um, because it may not be, well, particularly, you know, racial issues or this and that. Well, that's not an identity. OK, that's an expression of. That you're passionate about justice, you're passionate about the expression of love on the planet that treats all people equally, with equal value and equal purpose. And when when people are oppressed here, we're passionate there. But that that the underlying thing is not necessarily that expression, because your why will remain stable throughout your life. And it's a matter of discovery what that is. And there'll be a bunch of clues. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. Well, the underlying thing that drives it all will be your why. And that's what will get you up in the morning. That is stable throughout your lifetime. But the expression of it, how that's expressed will change. My why is all about uh, uh, knowing God is love. And uncovering who we are in our identity, in the image and likeness of love, and walking out our purpose—that is my why. That isn't everything I do, and I do a lot of different things. Uh, and it looks differently in its expression, but the driver is always the same. And that is where I have my voice. You know, you can silence me on on social media. You can, si- but my voice is still there. You can't take because I know who I am. I'm not confused anymore. I used to be really confused, but I'm not confused because I keep on staring at the one who loved me and gave himself up for me. And he keeps revealing himself to me and revealing me to me and affirming the purposes that he plans for me before the foundation of the world. And that is what why I get my voice. that's why on the days when I feel like it, awesome. On the days when I don't feel like it, it's amazing where it comes from. It just comes out of my being. Why? Because it's something eternal. It's something uh, because I'm an eternal being, that expression of, of that eternal purpose uh, is empowered. And that's what happens. There's a supernatural empowerment that happens when you connect to these eternal things. And one of the things, you know, when I was growing up in my confusion, I was constantly searching for, what is eternal? I mean, because that, that's the only thing that's meaningful, right? So, I mean, I was a pretty deep little thinker. Um, and, and it was interesting because my, my, I'll, I'll use my dad as an example. My dad, really brilliant, but incredibly messed up. I don't know how to say that. And so, um, and he would, it would be the thing of the day. He would throw himself into the thing of the day, and this was the thing. And it was this, this constant instability. So we went into transcendental meditation and, and then we were into this particular strict diet. And then we were, it's all about African literature and, then, and just all these crazy things. And you know, it's great to try on things. I'm not saying don't explore and whatever, but in terms of not having. A stability about who you are so that you can enjoy different things and glean from different things, but not throw your entire identity into that, right? And so um and so because of that, everything was incredibly unstable, right? And then in that there are all sorts of gods that were set up. There is the god of humanism and and the intellect, and there was um, um a sexual expression, which was just like everywhere. It's like, oh my God, get it off me. And, you know, uh, there's crazy that happens because the value of who my dad was and and, and who he was and his identity was not established. So he was just all over the map. And we are unstable when we do not know who we are. And then we don't have a, a voice that carries that supernatural empowerment Because we don't know who we are. So finding your voice is all about finding who you are. So let's, let's, let's get some scripture to help us with this. Um, so I'm going to go to Ephesians 2.10. Uh, and I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. It says, We have become his poetry, uh, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned and advanced our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Okay. So the thing is the poetry of who you are, the poet, the word, uh, the poetry is the word poema. Most of the time it's translated as workmanship, which is great because it's all gorgeous. You are his poetry to the world. So what does that mean? That means the expression of the poetry of who you are has a voice. You know, poetry, whether you read it, um, whether you read it silently or you read it out loud, it has a voice. And so finding your voice, what fits me? And so many things do come to bear in that, uh, you know, your gender comes to bear into that and your, um, and, and, and your culture that you grow up with and, um, uh, your ethnicity, all of that comes to bear. But, um, the eternalness of who we are is really where our voice is. So God's expression in our flavor, um, is eternal. Okay. But a lot of times we make a bunch of things who we are, that are really not who we are. You know what I mean? My fashion design is not who I am. My favorite hobby um, is not who I am. What I do is not who I am, right? My gender, my ethnicity, my sexuality is not who I am. Who I am is eternal and transcends all of that and has a unique expression. And so you're connecting to that voice and finding your voice in that will be that grappling with God in who you are. And really, um, and so, which means it's something that you, um, you cultivate and you boil down over time and you find what fits, what fits. And it's interesting. And part of some of those clues will be uh, from who you uh, were when you were a little, little kid. And there were things that were like, about you that were clues to who you are and then the expression of that voice uh in your there were just clues of who you are things you love things you're passionate about things that um that light light you up right? That's a connection with purpose. And in that purpose, you will have a voice. And, you know, in your voice, understand in the unveiling of the sons and daughters of God, the manifest- manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, there is a release from bondage. That's part of your purpose. And so as, as you express your voice uh, out of the unveiled version of who you are, uh, people are released from bondage. You know, when I try to operate in someone else's purpose and I try to do that, it doesn't carry the weight, the eternal weight, the empowerment, the anointing, the grace that um, that that's someone else's purpose. Uh, but when I'm operating according to mine, I don't have to try; it is effortless. I don't have to try to be me. The struggle is in finding out who that is, and and being and stepping out in who that is, and releasing that voice. And so, um, and you know, if you've been uh, harmed, uh, and, and you know, if there's been abuse and things like that, finding your voice can be incredibly difficult, but it is doable. I had no voice, and some of my um, uh, uh, earliest encounters with God. Uh, where there were devastating, um, devastating scenarios where I didn't have a voice. Um, uh, you know, I've listed uh, some of these testimonies in my Mark by Love book. Um, but, you know, literally, you know, uh, in the destruction, in the wake of the abuse that had happened to me, I literally was a little girl with two eyes crying with no mouth because I had no voice. So that was kind of where I came from to get a voice. How good is God at restoring his sons and daughters? And so finding the things that light you up and that are um, eternal things uh, are going to be the things where your voice is expressed. What are the things that you're passionate about? What about the things that make you angry? What are the things that, um, that cause you to dream? What are the things that inspire you? You know, um, uh, all of these things are in line with your purpose. Uh, And, you know, and, and, and you think about the quotes that inspire you. Well, there's something in that that is an expression. Now, that may be someone else's voice, someone else's expression, but you may be resonating with that. So there's an expression of that that you have to carry. And so finding your voice is so important and it's important that you step out in it. Once you find your voice and the authenticity of who you are, once you find that voice, well, then it takes some bravery to step out and express that voice. Now let me just say this. Your voice will be lovely. Now I want to be, I want to be very clear what I mean when I say that because sometimes if you think about the voice of God, sometimes God is angry about things. Now, he's not um beating butts, so he's he's not he's not, you know, um the thunderbolts and and judgment and punishment, but he's angry at things that molest his kids. Because he's love. Of course he is. Uh you, you mess with my kids, I'm going to be it's not going to go. It's not going to look pretty. But that's what love is. Now, when love is punitive, when love is offended, let's see, sorry, that's wrong. When it's punitive and offended, it's not love because love is not punitive and love is not easily offended. So sometimes we have to be clear that in expressing our voice, that we kind of are dealing with our own stuff because in the expression of that lovely voice, sometimes it may be correction. Sometimes it may be kind of a hammer because some things need to be hammered. I mean, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where God has really had to hit me over the head. Not often, but I needed it. It's like, oh, okay, thanks. I needed that, right? I mean, there are times, sometimes uh, the voice is a whisper and is gentle. Love will always be kind, but it may not always be comfortable, And so in that expression of your voice, if it's a shrill voice, it's probably not the voice of love because anger that is shrill rather than anger that is righteous. Okay. There's a difference Um, where we're offended. Okay. Now I'm not saying I'm offended by evil, but offended with people. That's another thing. Okay. And so we have to understand where love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it keeps no records of wrongs, it does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth, it always protects, trusts, perseveres, love never fails. The voice is going to be an expression of that. And within that range, there's a myriad of expressions, one of which is your voice. And sometimes the tenor of your voice will change. Absolutely. Sometimes in love, uh, my voice is loud. And sometimes in love, my voice is soft. Sometimes in love, my voice is angry. Sometimes in love, my voice is healing. But it will always be a voice of love that seeks to build up and lift up and remind people of who they are. Because if my love is sorry, if my voice is condemning, it's not the voice of God. If my voice is about having to puff myself up and remind people just how great I am, love is not puffed up. But I may need to say like a way to hold your horses. Excuse me, I'm sure you didn't mean to talk to me like that because that was really belittling and that's not okay. So if you want to rephrase that, that'll be great. Or if you want to be, uh, if, if, you know, this conversation may be done until you can be respectful. Okay. But that's not puffed up. That's just saying, you know what? I'm a person of value. I expect you to, to be, to act honoring. Yeah. And not belittle me, you know, but sometimes, uh, the voice of love, sometimes the voice of love is silent because sometimes, um, that voice, you know, people, there are times to address things and times to not address things. You know, when I remember when I was talking about sometimes people in when, when their voice has been silenced, they either lose their voice or sometimes they're screaming all the time. Well, let me just say this. If you are screaming all the time, you've not found your voice. Because what basically what's happening is that is that you're trying to express something, but there's no power behind it. So you're screaming all the time. And I'm saying in the place where you're connecting with um, e- eternity, In who you are, sometimes you don't need to speak. Okay? And that doesn't take away your voice. It's just there's timing. There were many times when Jesus, when he was on the planet, he was like, okay, so you think I'm demonized? (laughs) Right? Right? Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just not gonna address that. Why? It was not helpful. He didn't need to justify himself. He didn't need to prove himself. And if you have to prove yourself all the time, apparently you're not that secure in who you are. Because you can't let other people maybe have a false opinion of you and be okay in your own skin because you know who you are. It's like, well, if you don't get me, I guess you don't get me <laughs> whatever that is, it doesn't change a dang thing. It just means you don't get me. And I don't need to have to have you get me in order for me to be okay. So sometimes your voice doesn't need to, um, need to parade itself. Uh, and that's part of being secure in who you are, but we all have a voice. We all, it's necessary for having a voice. And then we all are in our voice are led by the spirit with how to express that, when to express that. Um, and then sometimes we just need to be, um, quiet and listen to other people's voices, that other people's voices don't, um, don't, uh, you know, uh, make ours any less. And, you know, uh, you know, some of us, and we've all had the issue of, well, I don't know if we all have the issue. A lot of people, if they've had this issue, and I know I've had this issue when I had to battle and battle and battle to get my voice right. It was really hard for me to sit on my hands. And I found like I had to talk all the time right? You know what I mean? And this was just part of my process. It was kind of obnoxious. And every now and then I can fall into that. So if you think I've got this perfect, let me just disabuse of you right now. Um, because I, I just had to speak it because I, I finally found it and I didn't want to lose it, right? And so I wasn't secure in my voice. And that was just part of my process. And honestly, it's kind of being immature in that. And that's okay because we all have processes. But if you constantly need to speak, oh my God, Give someone else the mic and let them speak, right? Um, and just sit and listen, because you know you probably already know what you think. So it might be helpful to let someone else say something. So we all have we all have um, uh, uh, our development in that. If you've lost your voice, it may you know you may be in the phase where. You have to speak all the time just because you're trying to get secure in that voice. Uh, or if you, if you, um, if you have, if you speak something and then someone says something completely different and you cannot handle it. Well, you know what? Everyone has the right to have a different opinion than you and me. They just do. Even if they're wrong. Because I don't know how, you know, we all know that there are times when I thought I was so right and you thought you were so right and we were flat out wrong. So we need to have the humility and it needs to be okay for someone else to, to let it lie. Okay. So they won the argument, right? Uh, you know, the most important thing is protecting relationship. And sometimes you just need to shut up to protect the relationship and let it be where it is. And it's okay. And trust God in the process, that you can trust God in the process that you're not threatened by other people's voices or threatened by other people's perspectives. And you know, it's interesting when we can do that, we can actually learn from people's perspectives. Even if we don't agree with where they're coming from, there's always something to learn. Why that person is created in the image and likeness of love. There are things that are eternal and absolutely tracking with them. And in their voice, there's something in that that is an expression of who they are. That is really valid. And so if we can just relax, we can glean that. But if we're screaming at each other, uh, nobody gleans anything. Nobody gets anything. We're just wafting air, uh, at each other and, and promoting rancor and division and all the yucky stuff that we don't like. So there's a way to handle our voice. And in, 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 um, expressing that voice, uh, we need to be led in that, uh, and develop in that and grow in that and, and be willing to be wrong sometimes we're just wrong and sometimes we're we're right but we need to let others be wrong and just give it give it a rest we we can entrust people to god we really can he's actually really masterful at his job in redeeming all things and giving you places for expression right Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for uh, for you today. I hope that it helps you find your voice. Your voice needs expression, and it's beautiful, and it's powerful, and it's life-giving. And uh, I want to hear your voice, so make sure uh, you give me feedback. I want to hear from you. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.